Let's talk about digital identity, the podcast connecting identity and business. I am your host, Oscar Santolaya. Hello, and thank you for joining us. As the years has been passing, I have noticed actually that digital signatures are becoming more and more common at the time we need to sign some agreements electronically or internet services. So let's take some time today and hear what is going on, what the trends are in the European Union, but particularly in Sweden, where our today's guest is coming from. So our guest today is Magnus Cardell. He is the product owner of Signport, a product developed by Knowit, enabling high-security e-identification and e-signatures. He is a specialist in identification and signing services with a focus on IAM and SSO federations. Magdus started his career in this field in 2013 and has since then gained extensive experience in the public sector catering to clients with high-security standards and needs. With a strong background in the industry, Magnus is dedicated to delivering innovative and secure solutions to his clients through Signport. Hello, Magnus. Yes, hello. <laughs> hello, Oscar. Welcome. It's great having you. We are going to talk about signatures, but let's get started. Let's talk about digital identity. First of all, we want to hear about our guests. So we want to hear about you. Tell us a bit your journey. To this world of identity. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Magnus Cardell is my name, and um, I, I work at Know It Secure Solutions, as Oscar mentioned, and I'm product owner for Signport, which is an identification and signing service. I started roughly 10 years ago with IT security, and uh, at the time we were having and working with identity and access management, providing single sign-on and federations between different organizations. And uh, soon after that, we were adding also signature services. In Sweden, there is a technical framework provided by the Swedish agency DIG, the Agency for Digital Government. We, we have always complied to that standard, and, and that's where we built our services. It's uh, mainly targeting public sector, but uh, it, it, it's also good for private sector. And I think uh, 2016, we made, made the first uh, signatures uh, doing it this way and according to this standard. So we were first with, with that one. And I, I've been project manager for establishing about 40 customers in Sweden in different configurations. And there are mainly government agencies and larger municipalities. So, so that's basically my, my journey and where I got my experience in, in this. Oh, sounds great. So, Magnus, what would you say are the main challenges that organizations, we talk about uh, public and private, these organizations face when they ask you for a digital signature solution? When it comes to public sector, you have to consider many things, maybe more than, than, than for a private company. For example, to start with, you, you need to be able to connect to different EID issuers. So, so you, you can't only have one. In Sweden, 
bank ID is the most common, but, but you need to be able to connect to difference, both for identification and also signing. And also there is a request for dividing into what we call private EID issuers, where you use your personal number, which is more private. But there can also be as an employee at an organization. So you have that kind of, maybe you don't want to mix your private entity and your employee entity. So you have to consider that. And also international, so you can also identify yourself and and sign with an EID issuer that is um, from another country. So that's one of the things. The most common EID issuers is Bank ID, of course, but there is also Freya EID, Freya Org ID, which is for employees more, and Foreign EID that is international. So those are examples, but there are more. So you need to cope with that and you need to be able to connect to those. There are also higher security when it comes to signatures. It's uh, PIPs level three, which basically means that you need an hardware secure module where you do the actual signing. So that, that's also a bit higher in, in security than, than a general need. A signed document must be self-supporting over time. Uh, so, so you can't rely on our service later on. It, it has to be self-supporting. And the supplier of the signature service must be replaceable. And that, that's not good for us, but it's good that we are, because that, that, um, well, all companies, they are not forever. So we should be able to replace as a supplier. So that there will be no system cemeteries at our customers that they, that the documents itself is self-sustaining. And you have different things. Um, in some cases, the documents to be signed are really sensitive or the, the, the content is delicate. So you need to be able to sign the document without the document itself leaving the customer's IT environment. Put some requirements also on the signature service. There are also, in some cases, you need a pure e-service like signing portal. But in some other cases, the customer probably have their own kind of platform that they would like to connect to our, how to say, signing engine. So we have to provide APIs for our customers' e-services. Sometimes you have a a simple signing portal, and in other cases, you let the the customers' e-platforms connect to our signing service. So these are things that they need. And then, of course, if going into public sector, there could be really high volumes when when citizens in the country is using the, the service. It's demand for high availability. And there is also demand for high level of automation. That, that means that the signatures need to be, you need to be able to validate the document electronically to the person who has signed it. If you look into the electronic signature of the PDF and, and read signed by the supplier of the service, uh, that, that is a no-go because then you can't electronically extract 
what person who has actually signed the document. So, so this also puts some specific requirements. And this is, this is about the journey to digitalization. And we're not there yet. We may be in the beginning because uh, so far we, when we sign a document on electronically like a PDF, yeah, that's good. But often it's a human reading it at the end at the other end anyway. So so we, we have replaced the paper, which is good. It's much smoother. That's very good. But still it isn't the flow isn't really digitalized. And if looking at these challenges that our our customers have, that they need to be able to do this high level of automation, at least have it further on. Then of course there there are requests for sustainable operations, for example, excess heat in the in the operation center should be fed back into the district heating network. So this kind of you don't really think of them, but if looking at the society you you need to think about those things to be sustainable. Those requirements I, I mentioned now or the challenges that our these organizations have that of course they're mainly for government authorities or municipalities, but I mean, it, it could apply also for private companies. It's not bad. It's really good things. So, so that that's about the, the, the challenges. Yeah, I can I can see quite quite many <laughs> different types. As, as you mentioned, some are purely security. Some more like usability. What the user is going to face. Yeah. Whereas in the last one you mentioned, actually, you no, know, the sustainability side. So yeah, the different, different, different. And some are yeah legal, so yeah, they're different for different fronts. There are these type of requirements for signature services, and when it's great that there are solutions that yeah fix all this together and give a really great product to for us for the users. So I would like to hear now how you are solving some of these challenges. What are the main use cases? Just if you can illustrate some of those use cases, the hot use cases, let's say. Signature service that we provide, Signport, is following the, I mentioned before, DIG, the Agency for Digital Government in Sweden. They put up a framework for, for how to solve these issues. But uh, there is also architecture or reference or architecture for how to cope with these challenges. So we follow that. And if looking at, at our service, it's split up in four different components, mainly four different components. And it's a signing portal, support service, a digital signing service, and identification service. So so these are the four different components. And the signing portal is is like web page that's it that is an an e-service or ser- service provider. The only thing you can do is to just cr- create Assigning assignment, just uh, for example, take a PDF document, drag and drop, and then you apply the email address to the, the signers and you send it away. Create the, the sign message. And so, so that's how it's work. It's a very simple but useful tool for just keeping the having a, a web interface to the to the to the users. Then we have a support service. And the support service is um, basically calculating the hash of the document to be signed. And then the hash is sent further on to the digital signing service. The digital signing service is a bit more 
has the highest security. It contains these um, hardware secure modules, etc., that are creating those uh, signings with the highest security. And then we have the identification service, which is actually different um, identity providers connecting to each EID issuer. And by splitting this up, you can facilitate several things because the signing portal and the support service is um, those are the only components that are hit by the document to be signed. And they are done in a way that they can be installed in our customers' operations. So by doing it that way, the document to be signed is never leaving our customers' IT department. So they stay at our customer. That is one thing. And by splitting up, so you have an API towards the support service. You also facilitate the possibility that the customer have other e-services that also would like to use an API for signing documents. Those two parts, the signing portal and the support service, are rather easy components. They, they doesn't contain any hardware or anything like that, so it's easy for the customers to install and operate themselves. Some others customers might um, doesn't have that requirement. They want the software as a service solution, and we can provide that as well. So that's it's possible to do it that way. The digital signing service containing the hardware secure modules and everything around that that we always operate ourselves, but that part is never hit by the documents to be signed. And then we have the identification service, which is basically an SAML 2.0 IDP connecting to to different. It can be used as a pure identification service only for logging into an e-service, for example. But, but in this case, also for signing. So that's how our service is um, split up with those two, four different components and how we can meet all these uh, requirements that we have from the customer but but it is possible to do it this way and for the signing portal we it, it is a rather simple web page and we it has a basic structure but we can customize it for our customers uh, so if a municipality use that we can customize it for that municipality so it's it states the, the name and everything so the user feels that they are in the same. But when connecting to the support service, then the, our customers can fully integrate and have everything that is shown to the users and the e-service that the agency provide. So that, that's a little bit how it, how it works and how it's uh, set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Actually, one, one topic I think you, you, you mentioned a little bit, but maybe to understand even better is the the self-supporting signed document, right? So you said that. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about that, uh, how, how, how that really works. If taking a PDF, for example, we would, the standard we use are PDF advanced electronic signatures. When I say that the Agency for Digital Government, the technical framework is based on EIDAS. Uh, so, so it's uh, international um, standards that is based on. And when I say self-sustaining, then I mean that it should be able to validate the document to the person who has signed it using 
only the document. It isn't really true, but you don't need sign port in order to validate it. You need the public key from our signing service. And that's the only thing you need. Then you can validate the signature to the person who has signed the document. And the public key is, is yeah, it can be downloaded, it can be stored. So, so that you, you have, but, but it's public. So, so it's uh, once it's out, it, it's possible to achieve later on. But if you have that, you can validate the dec- document to, to the person. And then you can do, for example, if a government an agency receive a signed document, you can validate it and extract the person electronica that has signed the document, provided that you rely on our public key. But uh, then you also include the revocation list in the document so you can see that when it was signed, the identity was, wasn't revoked. So, so it's sustainable also over time, together with the signed timestamp as well. So basically, that, that, that makes it uh, yeah, self-supporting. And there might be other ways to do this, this onwards. The, the, the standards aren't really set yet, but the, this is how we do it in order to achieve this possibility to be replaceable, but, but it's a good thing, I guess, if looking at them. Yes, you have mentioned also that, okay, a big part of your requirements come from the public service and you're following what needs to be complied in Sweden. So let's focus on that. So what a signature service must comply in Sweden? For the public sector in Sweden, the, the agency for digital government, they have set up a technical framework and a, a normative specification. And this setup ad- addresses all the re- requirements that I listed uh, above. So it's not requirement on the public sector in Sweden, but it is a recommendation. And if following it, it, it would be r- much easier when, when, for example, different agencies uh, collaborate and send documents between each other if the signed documents follow a standard, the, the same standard. And there is also a requirement to to connect to foreign EID, EIDAS. So, for example, if you, it isn't that many countries that is connected to foreign EID yet, but for example, if someone from Germany would like to use e-services in Sweden, it's possible, also Denmark and several other countries, and, and there are more upcoming. So there is a possibility to to use also within Europe, both for identification and the signing. For the private sector, it isn't, of course, there are requirements that the service has to be easy to use. I think that's the main thing. But, but otherwise, there aren't that um, must-have requirements, uh, as I believe, on, on when it comes to security or sustainability and, and so on, that maybe companies... W- likes such things but but it, it isn't a real requirement so you can use more or less whatever signing service you you like and there are many and 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 that's okay so what we've seen in private sector is mainly we have some customers but they are mainly connected if so mainly connected to either healthcare or law when you are are more close to the public sector so that that's what we've We've seen, but all right, perfect. 
definitely a good overview of how, how signatures are being applied in, in Sweden. I would like to ask a final question. So for all business leaders that are listening to us now, what is the one actionable idea that they should write on their agendas today? Yeah, I think if you do not yet have a digital signature service, get one. <laughs> It's uh, so much more efficient and sustainable than, than, than paper. So if you don't have one, get one. And when getting one, think about the future. How is the validity of the signed document proven over time? What happens in collaboration with other parties? And also what happens when replacing the supplier? What's next? I, I think those things you should consider when, when choosing a signature service. All right. Excellent. Excellent, Magnus, for this uh, final recommendation. So, yeah, let us know if someone would like to follow the conversation with you or follow the work you're doing. What are the best ways for that? If you want to reach me, I think it's easiest on my e email address, which is magnus.cardell at knowit.se, M A G N U S dot K A R D E L L at knowit.se so, so you can reach me there and uh, I believe we'll set up a homepage for signport there is one but uh, I, I think we will update it soon alright perfect again thank you Magnus for this conversation and all the best yeah thanks a lot thanks for listening to this episode of let's talk about digital identity produced by Ubisecure stay up to date with episode at ubisecure.com slash podcast or join us on Twitter at ubisecure and use the hashtag LTADI. Until next time, 